Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast. I'm Guy Ruddle and in this series we'll be looking at the Italian way to a circular economy. We'll be examining what it is and how it can be achieved and we'll be highlighting the work of the best Italian companies in the field. For this very first episode, I've come to London to explore how Italian organisations are making an impact away from home. I've been finding out about the first major international investment from Intesa San Paolo's new €5 billion circular economy fund and how Italian companies are helping the embassy here move towards being zero waste. But I'm also here to meet Intesa San Paolo's chief economist, Gregorio De Felice. He's in London to speak at the annual summit of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. The foundation's mission is to accelerate the move towards a circular economy, and Intesa San Paolo is its global partner in financial services. It's a relationship that began back in 2015, and in January this year was renewed for another three years. I caught up with him after his speech... And I asked him why the circular economy is such an important part of Intesa San Paolo's future. We believe that economic growth has to be sustainable and not provoking permanent damages for the planet. Uh, nowadays, economic activity is uh, many times linked only to the consumption of finite resources. And instead, the circular economy is a game changer because it redefines the concept of growth, focusing on the benefits for the entire society. Uh, the circular is a, a new economic paradigm uh, based essentially on three very simple principles. First, reduce waste and pollution. Second, keep products and materials in use. And the third, uh, regenerate natural uh, systems. It's very important to understand that the circular economy is not a cost, but it can create big opportunities for the economy. As I said earlier, you're here for the annual summit of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. You've come to London. You're the chief economist of Italy's biggest bank, Gregorio, and you've come to London to speak at this. It must be important to you. What, what was your message uh, when you were speaking to the, to the summit? I said that uh, uh, financial system, uh, the, the, that the role of financial system shouldn't be limited to providing credit. Credit is just a part of, uh, of our uh, task. And uh, banks can and should, to me, uh, support their clients in uh, reorienting their business uh, strategies. Uh, the transition towards the circular economy requires moving from the concept of necessity. Necessity means more efficiency in the use of resources, a rational management of waste and so on. But from necessity, from the concept of necessity, towards that of the opportunity. So designing products from the very beginning products that can be reused uh, and not become uh, just a uh, waste. So financial uh, institutions uh, can be a sort of agents for change, uh, stimulating innovation and also education. Education is also another very important task for uh, the financial system. That was Gregorio De Felice, Intesa San Paolo's chief economist, talking about his message to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation Annual Summit. 
But how does all that thinking translate into practical action? Well, it turns out that the Italian embassy here in London is the perfect place to find out. The ambassador, Raphael Trombetta, has been hosting his own event called Investing in the Future Through the Circular Economy. And I asked him what that was all about. You see, we launched last September a series of conferences which I called Italy for Innovation. The purpose of this series is to show what Italy has got to offer in terms of, of technology. So uh, this, uh, this, uh, this event we, we are hosting uh, today on circular economy is, 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 is part of this, of this, uh, of this series with a, specific, uh, with a specific purpose, you know, to show uh, and to talk about how circular uh, economy can help to boost uh, awareness, also to boost a more sustainable uh, future, you know, for our for our generation. And this also goes together with a project that we have launched uh, a few weeks ago here at the embassy, in a project which uh, is called uh, Embassy Zero Waste. This project has two two main components. One is is how we you know the, the waste, how we how we treat the, the, the waste, and how we minim, minimize and we reduce actually the, the waste, especially the non-recyclable uh, waste. The other part of the project is uh, the use of uh, uh, renewable sources for our electricity, and then we have got to contract now with uh, again an Italian company, uh, Green Network. Is there a sort of specific Italianness to to all this? Yeah, this. This series of podcasts is, is subtitled "The Italian Way to a Circular Economy." Is there an Italian way of doing it? Do you think? Definitely, definitely, there is an Italian way of doing it, and that's why. I mean, there are three. In, in, in for instance, in our project, there are three main components. Uh, one is that we do it with Italian companies, Novamont and uh, and, and Green Network. Well, the other one is is because it's part of uh, a more a wider initiative that the ministry, the Italian Ministry of Foreign Affairs has launched, which initially was called Farnesina Verde, you know, green Farnesina, and more recently um, is the plastic-free Farnesina. And the third component is the commitment, I would say, of all the staff uh, working here uh, at the embassy, because uh, that's, the, that's the beginning, I would say, of, of the process. You know, if you, if you have the people committed... Uh, then they change their habits, and they change their habits not only at work, but also they change their habits at home in their everyday life. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. That was Raphael Trombetta, the Italian ambassador to London. And as he said, the embassy isn't just talking the talk, it's walking the walk as well with its Embassy Zero Waste project. The bosses of two Italian companies helping with that were also speakers at the event. Katia Bastioli, chief executive of Novamont, and Sabrina Corbo, the founder of Green Network Energy. So I spoke to both of them, starting with Katia Bastioli, whose company is a biodegradable plastics innovator. I asked her just how she was helping the move towards zero waste at the embassy. We tried to create a demo project and trying to really reduce the waste. We are working on organic waste, and this organic waste is transformed in compost, which can return back to soil and giving soil fertility. So I feel that the attempt is to make a real circular economy and trying to push biodegradable products when needed, not uh, uh, reducing the volume of products. This is very important because whatever solutions we uh, find, even the lowest impact, then if we continue to increase the volumes, then this is not sustainable. 
It occurs to me that in, in making this podcast, I'm talking to a lot of people who are passionate about this and think spend a lot of time thinking about it, and you're one of them. Do you think that, do you feel part of a sort of small community that's having to shout loudly to be heard, or do you think you're part of a movement that's already got a lot of a lot of pace to it? We made a lot of uh, activities in this sector, and I think that today there are many innovators who are working together. Uh, in, di- in different sectors, because uh, bioeconomy is, uh, how to say, is a very interdisciplinary sector, is a bridge which is connecting sectors which before didn't uh, were in contact each other. And uh, so I feel that uh, um, it's a very important uh, growth, but the problem is that uh, still the uh, path of degradation of resources is faster than uh, regeneration. So the real challenge is to regenerate resources. And uh, this means that we have to multiply the case studies. And uh, um, so I feel that uh, starting from cases like uh, the embassy case, uh, case, what we can do is uh, uh, to catalyze what I call uh, um, incremental innovation, uh, which uh, really can make uh, an, a, b- a big growth of aspiration and uh, uh, opportunities and really change the mindset. So that is Katia Bastioli, who's the chief executive of Novamont. And uh, I'm joined now by another speaker at uh, the Future Through the Circular Economy event, Sabrina Corbo, who is the founder, owner, chief executive of Green Network Energy. Thank you very much for talking to us, Sabrina. Thank you. It's my honour. Tell me a little bit about what Green Network Energy is. Yes, yeah. So Green Network Energy is a company that I founded with my husband in 2003 in Roma. And after more than 12 years, so I am a supplier of energy and gas in all around Italy. And after 12 years that I've done, and I'm still the, the big company in Italy, I started up the UK with my Green Network Energy UK uh, in uh, 2014. What's your message to the to in the panel discussion today yeah. uh, about the circular economy green network is something that go all, all around our life it's not only energy that's why and we say green network energy because for me it's really important i am um, a family uh, value addicted i can say and as a family and i supply family i supply domestic people and and where there is a family where is kids and that there are future the future Future of us. So the environment for me is very important. I supply green energy, but you can choose whatever you want as tariff. It's not only it's not compulsory, it's not obliged. But for sure, I've seen the trend of green energy demanding by, by my customer, and that is impressive. And I'm so happy because I think that every entrepreneur needs to believe in what he does, not only do for business or for marriage or what else, it's an ethical responsibility to what you do. That was Sabrina Corbo, the founder of Green Energy Network. And before her, we heard from Katia Bastioli, the chief executive of Novamont. And that's not the only example of the Italian way to a circular economy to be found in London. Last year, Intesa San Paolo launched a 5 billion euro investment fund for innovation ideas in this area. And a few weeks ago, that fund made its first major international investment, a 200 million euro financing agreement with Thames Water, the UK's biggest water company. I've been to Intesa San Paolo's London hub to find out more. So I'm now here at Intesa San Paolo's London hub in the heart 
of the City of London. Uh, more than 100 people work here. It's one of four hubs around the world for Intesa San Paolo. And the man in charge of it is Alberto Mancuso. Uh, he's with me now. Thank you very much for being here. Let's talk about this Thames Water deal. How important is it to you to have done this deal? It's uh, a very important uh, agreement for us because the way they they're gonna make, uh, I mean, they, they're gonna manage this financing is the way we act every day of our business: safe, regulatory, with the all uh, correct framework. So the reason why Times Water is that uh, the process with the financing is uh, first of all uh, to clean. Uh, the excess of the water and to proceed uh, in the next years with the project uh, to serve better and in more safe way million customers. This is the big reason and it's something that is becoming, if I may, uh, with the lack of the water, with the reducing of the sources, a sort of uh, emergency even in the West uh, uh, countries. How different is this to a normal loan deal? Well, when you say circular, again, uh, to me, circular means uh, as exactly what we I lay before. We are not just uh, uh, whatever a bank have uh, and whatever the trust company is always to loan and finance and project. We believe in the circular, you have even more responsibility to check circular way that is going to be respected. In this sense, the bank not just announced a plafond of 5 billion through the uh, two years, uh, 2019 2021 strategy plan, but we released a procedure uh, with the credit, uh, with the support of the credit uh, uh, lending officer and all the governance of the bank to understand in advance which project can be considered as uh, uh, eligible for the circular economy not just in advance, but in the monitoring after. So the position of the bank is also to be responsible of the loan, even more than the company that we receive. At the same time, we become very big partner of that. Are you finding that entrepreneurs and businesses are coming to you asking for this money or are you having to go and find them to lend it? To them? Absolutely, both wayside. Uh, we are in this moment, uh, um, I mean, we are giving... Uh, Finally, a uh, lot of uh, press with all uh, the cooperation of the Innovation Center, uh, the colleagues uh, uh, in London, but not just in London, we have some uh, projects that we are working on also in the United States, uh, comes from, uh, of course, uh, what we are releasing, uh, like uh, I can say, uh, in the whole road show, Mr. Messina always highlight to the financial community how much we do believe in the plafond. So it's clear, it's a matter of fact, that day by day, uh, the arena of investors are contacting us to see are we achievable as a circular economy project for uh, this opportunity? Can you finance? The other way around, all the group I have here of GRM, they know even more now that the credit fund position of the bank through let's say, according to uh, some complex situation that we have to envisage in Italy in terms of a funding curve, the circular economy plafond that gives an opportunity for us to loan at different interest rates is also a leverage for us to, let's say, confirm and enhance the strength of a relation with uh, some important funds, actors or entrepreneurs. That was Alberto Mancuso, the head of Intesa San Paolo's London Hub. So let's give the last word of this first episode of this podcast to Gregorio De Felice, Intesa San Paolo's chief economist. When I spoke to him earlier, I asked him how much of Intesa San Paolo's focus is on making sure the ideas that are coming out are realistic and achievable. I believe that there is a, an urgent need for standards and metrics 
because it's important to create a common language for everyone. And uh, a key challenge is uh, the identification of a shared, how can I say, taxonomy to distinguish uh, a circular investment from traditional ones. And what's the, the, the ultimate goal for Intesa San Paolo in, in, in this area? Uh, difficult to say in a few words, but uh, we can say that uh, the main goal is um, creating value for our shareholders and uh, customers, and we aim to support a sustainable growth in the world. So no sh- short-termism, but a long-term perspectives for uh, customers, for uh, entrepreneurs uh, and and so on and from this point of view i like to say that the bank is a has a very important responsibility because uh, it can play a pivotal role in the economy and the society so i hope to be here also uh, next year with uh, the the 2020 annual summit of uh, the foundation that was Gregorio De Felice, the chief economist at Intesa San Paolo. And that's it for this first episode of the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Next time we'll be in Milan at the Intesa San Paolo Circular Economy Lab and meeting a food packaging company that's eradicated its use of plastic straws. Thank you for listening. See you next time. You've been listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks, presented by Guy Ruddle.